go. Hello, five listeners. Welcome to our unexpected episode. Yeah, so this is Perhaps It's You, an unofficial Unsolved Mysteries rewatch podcast only. We're not really talking about Unsolved Mysteries today. (laughs) We had some technical difficulties. Episode 23 has been delayed. You're supposed to be listening to us and Mike and Josh from the Unexpected. Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries podcast. Talk about episode 23 and you're you're not doing that. I'm sorry. Because we totally we, bumbled our audio. Yeah, the our end of the sound ended up really echoey. Which is really unfortunate because, one, Mike and Josh were coming on our show. Yeah. You know, this wasn't a podcast we were recording for them. Josh volunteered to do the editing for us because... Because we're dumb. <laughs> trying to record over Skype is not easy and it can yeah. easily sound terrible and they've got it down pat, like... When, right. when they edited um, our us on their podcast, it sounded like all four of us were in the same room. Yeah. Josh was super gracious and offered to do that for us. And then we messed up our sound quality and he couldn't use it. So now we have to do it again. Yeah. I feel so bad. Also, we had them do like the shittiest mysteries ever. And we're just going to make them do it again. <laughs> no, they have to do it again. But that hasn't Look, happened if yet. If you're not subscribed to their podcast, they are clearly really nice guys. Yes. They've been so supportive of us. And they were super nice about they were like super our- nice about about us messing Giant this up and wasting up. their time. Yeah. <laughs> and it took a long time to record that episode, <laughs> yeah, you guys. Yeah, it did, which is why that's not happening right now. No, that's why we're doing a Q&A episode. <laughs> this is our, oh, this is an update, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. actually have a few updates, and we might as well just do them now, I guess. Sure, you have one I'm really excited to talk about, but I let's, a, let's get right into few, it. Yeah. So, first update. You may recall that I talked about my mom and reading some werewolf novels, mm-hmm. and I misinformed you i said that she had read i she that she said i think i've read 50 werewolf novels that's not true that's not what she said did she correct you she said 100 (laughs) i went back amazing i went back and i looked at my facebook post from when this happened (laughs) and she said i don't know maybe a hundred a hundred where how is there a hundred and clearly romances? in my mind i edited that because i was like there's no way it's a hundred no oh my so God. i said 50 which seems like still a lot but i was expecting you to say my mom called me up and was like liz it was like 10 no a hundred rare werewolf romances that's amazing your mom's my favorite i know so i just whew, sorry about lying to you for that <laughs> Let's get, oh. Get your facts straight, Liz. Another update. Yes. We had previously wondered, after reading the Satanic Rules of the Earth or something, are we Satanists? These all sound very reasonable. Oh, turns out we're not. We are not Satanist, guys. At least as defined by the, the official Church of, Church of Satan Twitter account. <laughs> yes. Which I sort of take as like the, the spokesperson for the Church of They've Satan. They've got a check mark. They're verified. Yeah. So it must be. Um, I recognize that Satanists are hedonists. They're very interested in, like, your own personal pleasure and doing whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. So I would have, it would have made sense to me if they had issued no statement on gun control. But instead, they released a statement that was, like, very anti-gun control. Very surprising to me. And was about how, if you're for it, you've, like, bought into propaganda and... It was very bizarre. I read it and I didn't understand. People were trying to explain it away in the comments on their Twitter feed. Um, but I, I, I didn't get it. Yeah. Something about how, it, like, it infringed, like, they... It, it was, like, infringing on your own personal freedom, but... They said it in a way that was a little vague, so you could yeah. kind, of, kind of insert your own beliefs into it, but I just... It was insensitive, it was poorly timed, 
Um, I don't agree at all. Ever since we talked about Satanism, I followed their Twitter account because at first it is really funny, the things they tweet out. And then as you see their tweets every day in your feed, it starts to become a little bit pretentious, a, a little bit like... like grating. Yeah. At first you're like, ha, this is hilarious. They're like schooling these people who don't know what they're talking about Satanism. But then you start reading it every like, day. They're just picking fights with people for no reason. And... and they also can't seem to understand when people are trolling them. <laughs> That's very true. So, and that gets a little bit... It got to be a lot less fun. Yeah. And so, then they issued this and I was like, guys, I'm not I'm a not Satanist. A Satanist. I still kind of want that beach blanket that says sunbathing for Satan. But other than that... I'm pro-Satan. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but am I, yeah. sa- an, uh, am I a Satanist? An official no. Satanist as defined by the Church of Satan. No. I am not. So that question. Nor will I be endorsing the Church of Satan. No. And the Satanic Temple, bummer. which is a whole other thing. I don't even know about them. But That's more. They're apparently feuding with the Church of Satan on Twitter. They're often feuding because. Some of those exchanges are funny to look at. The Satanic to. Temple is much more politically active and seems to be sort of on the other side. Because mm-hmm. they're the ones that try to get the monuments built and do the lawsuits for pro-choice cases. Yeah. and Pro-Satanism like, as a religion. Yeah. So like it's so- more a way of like tr- trolling mm-hmm. the far right religious extremists by saying well if you get to do this then we get to do this for satan right but the church of satan doesn't appreciate that no so yeah there's a long history too i'm not as interested in but it got to be less fun guys it did so will i continue to reference satan all the time yeah well i mean i'll still hail satan but am i joining the church of satan absolutely not Not that's our official stance i know you've been waiting for that update uh, yeah so I have an update on a case also. Ooh. If you remember the murder of Joyce McLean, who was the woman from a small town in Maine who was murdered jogging by her high school. Yep. The murderer was just found guilty. Yep. This is breaking, on Twitter. breaking news. He had confessed a few times, as we discussed in our episode, and we didn't really understand why he hadn't been tried. No. He had been, he had stolen a truck that night and got into a crash. Yeah. He was seen fleeing the, the scene of the murder around the time she was murdered. He's confessed to several people over the years, including the police. Yeah. But nothing ever came of it. I think there wasn't a lot of hard evidence. There's like no there evidence DNA or anything other than like his that. confession. But it was it's circumstantial. Still weird. There was never a trial. Very weird. But anyway, he was just found guilty. Um, his sentence is 25 years to life. He had declined a jury trial, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. So he just had a judgment from a judge. Um, the his defense team was saying that he was like not mentally competent to make these confessions and they shouldn't be taken seriously. And the prosecution said that there's really no evidence to support that Hmm. and that the judge should ignore the fact that it took them so long to actually prosecute him. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So he has been convicted. The article that I'm looking at does go out of its way to talk about how the small town of East Millinocket was never the same. Oh my God. Here we go again. The worst part of that Unsolved Mysteries. And it does talk about how that it was featured on Unsolved Mysteries. Interesting. And well, it, it was Unsolved Mysteries that tweeted it out. I think I saw that you retweeted. Yeah, that the case was solved. Yep. Um, it was apparently profiled in People Magazine as well in 2009. Huh. So some interest in the case has remained even after all these years. And um, he was found guilty. Okay. Cool. That's that update. Are you ready for our favorite new segment? We need some music. Hate mail. 
I shouldn't be this excited about this. No, you Look, shouldn't. you guys, we got our first nasty gram through email. <laughs> I have been waiting for this since day one. Day one. I knew this was going to come. I'm surprised it took this long, I actually. I cannot believe it took this long. Yeah. Look, I'm very proud to be a shrill feminist bitch, and it was only a matter of time before some dude wrote in <laughs> complaining about it. I'm going to read I, I don't know. the email now. I will preface it by saying that we're not upset, and that I have shown this to like every woman I've known, and we've all had a, <laughs> a great, great laugh, laugh about it. We're changing the name of this person to hide their identity. Yeah. What are we calling, calling him? Let's just call him Jeffrey. Sure, Jeff. Yeah. We could call him Joffrey, like from Game of Thrones. Let's call him Joffrey. Yeah. I love it. It's been a cathartic moment because I think this is criticism that basically most women have heard. And it's just like compiled. If you're a woman who puts your voice out there. In any way. In any way. I feel for women who work for public radio. They get this kind of criticism all the time. Podcasts that are more popular than us. They get this kind of. Death threats. Rape threats. Yeah. Like way worse than this. Yeah. So So this this is just amusing. This is amusing. It's not even that, you know. Yeah. That bad. But we got a good chuckle out of it. This is not addressed to either of us specifically. It just starts with no greening whatsoever. I have a round trip, three hour daily commute and listen to over 70 podcasts to pass the miles. 70. This is a podcast expert. I mean, as an Unsolved Mysteries fan, I listen to two other Unsolved Mysteries podcasts as well, which are not enough for him. He needs more. I was. Well, it it shouldn't be. Just 70 Unsolved Mysteries podcasts (laughs) would not be enough. (laughs) I was excited to subscribe to your take on the legendary show and relive all the glory. I have listened for a few months now. And I have to tap out. Please take this as constructive criticism in the interest of helping your show. You'll see how constructive it is in a moment. Bullet point one. <laughs> Samantha's already laughing. Bullet point one. The cackling has to stop. Which is now a hashtag on Twitter. Yes. I have to say. And I might be making tote bags. We'll see. <laughs> the cackling has to stop. Not only is it grating on the nerves, it serves as a way to discount your opinion. I'm just going to cackle constantly in the background of this. Every time it happens, the thought, quote, cackling hens came to mind. Look, this is such a constructive email yeah. that calls us yeah. cackling hens. Cackling hens. In a way, it's nice it's in there because I can just go, oh, you're a misogynist. <laughs> and I don't have to pay attention to any of the other criticism. There, there are things people could... I mean, there's certainly room for improvement on this podcast. Do I like how my voice sounds? No. <laughs> okay, listen. Do we actually cackle? Yes. yes Should we probably did. cackle less? Yeah. Maybe. But it, are we going to stop? No. I, I but... mean, I'm going to cackle more now because I'm a petty, spiteful person and I don't like being told what to do. Also, if you think I'm not going to laugh about the idea that Bigfoot is a ghost... <laughs> human of course i'm gonna laugh at that it's hilarious are we gonna laugh probably too much at our own jokes yeah yeah i don't know what to tell you okay it's not gonna stop we're not professionals we're two people sitting in the dining room right now (laughs) and you got this for free so you can have your 0.0 cent refund joffrey okay Samantha, what did he say? What did he say about the canceling, Samantha? Has to stop. Has to stop. It has, it has to stop. Bullet point number two. Oh, my God. Present the show. This doesn't quite make sense. I mean, in a different way than the rest of it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Present the show with commentary, comma. There is no need to interject your political opinions each chance you get. I assume that comment is for me. <laughs> Is that vain? I don't know. Honestly, guys, I feel like I've been holding back. (laughs) I feel like 
have been too. I mean, this could really turn into the Liz and Samantha <sighs> rage. rage against the patriarchy. <laughs> like it really could. Um, you have no idea how much it could be that. This is our show. That show. We're gonna have our opinions in our own show. I feel please like- only use your voice to talk about unsolved mysteries, not your own point of view. I think what Joffrey needs is to just make an audio recording of his TV. I was going to be like, well, just watch Unsolved Mysteries. Then, oh, Liz, I'm in the car all the time. I have a very long commute. Okay, fine. This is what I used to do when I had to go on vacation and wouldn't be able to watch X-Files for two weeks. I sat a cassette player in front of the television and I recorded it so that I could listen to it and remember what it looked like. If you would like to listen to Unsolved Mysteries with absolutely no political commentary, that might be the solution for you. Yeah. Um, you can't talk about crime and not talk about politics? Yeah, I don't know. These are crimes from the... Okay. Well, this... There's a lot we could say about this. I don't want to get too carried away. That's true. I'm, it's just it's just garbage. That's nonsense. Okay. <laughs> Bullet point number three. No one needs to hear that you think black males are in jail as a conspiracy by the racist white man. Uh, I think someone needs to hear it. And it's the person in the world that's email. <laughs> That's not even a, an opinion. I consider that a fact. <laughs> We're talking about crimes committed in the 70s and 80s. You don't think racism? Not even, I mean, it's still a factor now. But you don't think someone arrested in 1978 that race is going to be a factor and who is considered a suspect? It's like, impossible to you're talk delusional. about the justice system and not talk about race. And I understand this isn't a podcast about the just, justice system, but it is a podcast about crimes. Yeah. And there's really no way to avoid it. And dancing around it like we shouldn't talk about race is is silly. Also, it's our podcast. And we can talk about whatever we want. Yeah. Don't listen to it then. Uh, I mean, listen or don't. I mean, frankly. Yeah. Dude, racism is real. What? <laughs> Why yeah. would that never come up? Systemic racism is real. Yeah. Our justice system is a part of that whole machine like we should probably be talking about it more probably i'm sorry if it's not what you want to hear because you're i assume white i mean please but (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm trying to give joffrey the benefit of the doubt okay i mean i'm Uh, sorry it's not what you want to hear but it is also the truth i just like that he's like insisting like don't complain about the justice system it works perfectly that's why these mysteries are unsolved Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. If you want that to be your calling, great. Go for it. Base a podcast on that, but not thrown into Unsolved Mysteries review. It's not a review also of Unsolved Mysteries. Like, we're no. not reviewing it. We're just talking about it. I guess we rated it at the end, but that's well, not very serious, dude. It's Yeah, it's a Robert Stack <laughs> rating system. <laughs> we talked a lot about mustaches. It's <laughs> probably the least serious part of the podcast. Um, I, I, apparently, he thinks Unsolved Mysteries is so pure that it cannot be tainted with real-world concerns such as... Racism. It's impossible to not talk about it. I mean, what are we going to do? We shouldn't have to, anyway. Well, we're going to keep doing it, so... I'm not living my life to please the Joffreys of the world. (laughs) We listen to podcasts such as this to enjoy ourselves, not to listen to virtue-signaling nonsense. Yeah. Apparently, we're too PC. Apparently. Apparently. Honestly. Um, I don't like this idea that... We're just trying to make ourselves look like good people, and we don't believe anything. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna... That's just a a way to discredit people you don't agree with. Yeah. I mean, it's garbage. Here's his final note. I hope you do not write this feedback off 
you are new to the forum, and there are room for improvements. Good Does Joffrey have a podcast, or is the fact that he listened to 70 no, he podcasts listens to 70. makes him an expert? He's heard of 70 podcasts, and he has iTunes, so he's, he's clearly pretty much a big shot. I mean, we're definitely not experts, but we at <laughs> no. least do this every week. Well, also, we don't claim to be experts. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> About no. anything. In fact, every ever. episode we tell you that we're not experts. <laughs> he says, good luck with the show moving forward. So, I just happened to look at our email like seven minutes after he sent this, just by total coincidence. And so, I email- emailed back right away. Dear Joffrey, I am glad you are no longer listening to the show. Thanks for the update, Liz. It's the only response. I mean, I mean, truly, you, I, I'm glad someone like that isn't listening. And yeah, good riddance. We don't need his zero cents to keep the show going forward. Like, we're still gonna laugh. I'm sorry if it make if you yeah. don't like the sound of our laughter. This is a conversational podcast. Obviously, this is not we're a still gonna give our opinions podcast. because this is our show and we can give our opinions. And if you don't like it, then don't listen. I mean, yeah, sorry. It's funny because I was expecting this feedback, and I expected to be insulted by it, and I just found it so fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Like if we have, if there's more people out there who are listening to the show who agrees with Joffrey, please write us because I had so much fun with it. (laughs) I think it helps that we had gotten a lot of positive feedback first. So thank you, everyone. If this had been our first feedback, we probably would have stopped. Honestly, I, we would have at least been hurt or maybe questioned whether we should keep doing it. But because, because everyone like, oh, has our been, voice is so annoying. Blah. You know, and I, I have to say, we talk about this a lot. Like, I'm surprised how many men listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's just true. Considering we like are kind of we kind of bash on men a lot. And I just thought if you had a show hosted by two women, that that meant you wouldn't have that many male listeners and we have a lot and they've all been amazing and they all have no one has called us shrill no. and this is the first person to say that we sound like cackling hens yeah so, so and he's clearly in the minority and we've gotten such positive feedback that this just water off a duck's back like it's just i it really made my day friday i had a great day friday <laughs> yeah you posted on your personal facebook yeah and i really enjoyed people just like got into it and we all had a good laugh because and- this is the thing if, if we we if we had sat down and tried to script the stereotypical troll troll like response. internet troll response yeah. like we would have wrote this word for word oh yeah it's totally. almost like is this a real person is, is this from a form letter? is this a russian bot like i don't understand like one of our friends was like oh actually i'm joffrey and i was like <laughs> i kind of buy it because it's so formulaic that you could easily like sit down and be like what would the douchiest dude right to two women trying to make something and it's also like okay so just stop listening like this is not an airport you don't need to announce your departure <laughs> Like, Liz, the cackling has to stop. See, I so, every time I so nicely move my head <laughs> away from the mic, maybe I won't anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You guys. But, yeah, so Jeffrey, if, you're, if you. you're still listening, I'm sure you're not. I'm sure you're not because you told us you were tapping out. And Boy, bye. Yeah, we're glad. He doesn't mention this in the email. I don't think it's a coincidence that we got this the same week that we did an episode about a trans person. And weren't. And we tried totally not to be total it. dickheads. I'm not saying we got it all right. No. We're not experts. But we did really try. Really about anything. We just tried not to be dicks. We tried really hard to do that, that segment right. And I'm sure. so hard to like have some empathy for people and not try to insult people we care about and people who are our listeners. I'm really and not surprised that we got feedback. And one person, which I think that's 
that says a lot about how understanding our listeners are that like one person only responded saying that we were too basically we're too pc we shouldn't talk about politics he doesn't want to hear it he just wants us to it's not a coincidence that we got laugh at liz carmichael which is the liz carmichael case very interesting and hilarious yes but it's because she's a huge con artist not because she's trans yeah so yeah yeah i don't know we wanted to read our little hate mail and also, we need to explain if we start selling, the cackling has to stop tote bags. <laughs> because I feel like it's a great phrase. And the idea that you'd say, like, this is constructive criticism. I really hope you take it. And then that's Please the- stop being cackling hens. Oh, real constructive. Very constructive. Yeah. Are we, like, do we not want to, I mean, we would be receptive <laughs> to actual constructive criticism. Absolutely. But this isn't it. That's not that's it. That's not what that looks like. No. At all. And please don't pretend that you ragging on us is, is constructive helpful. criticism, or that you, or it's you being helpful we're so because it's blast. With, it's not his opinions, Mantha. He took the time to write to us. We're How so does he lucky. have time to write to us when he's listening to seventy podcasts? I'm assuming he dictated it to Siri, but oh, okay. <laughs> or he, or from work, maybe he did that on the clock. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Anyway, uh, Joffrey, we hope you're not listening. Boy, bye. Okay, that was like 30 minutes. Should we get into these questions? Yes. All right, we got a lot of questions. Thank you all. Um, Oh, I should say one more update is we're going to, I think, pick the magnet winners. Yeah, if you have constructed criticism about me constantly knocking my pop filter over... That's something that we could legitimately be criticized about. I bump this damn mic all the time. Yeah, you know. All of a sudden you get a blast in your ear. It's because I've bumped my face into this thing so i wanted to do one final update which is that our magnet giveaway oh yeah they're actually mostly pins i think there's one magnet in the bunch um we're gonna probably extend that for a week so you're gonna hear this on wednesday you have if you haven't already go to our twitter facebook and instagram look for the pictures of the magnets that jen um sent over from her etsy shop Yes. We're giving away three sets of them. So nice of her. It's our, basically our first merch. Make sure you enter if you haven't already. You have three chances to win. You have one on Twitter, one on Instagram, one on Facebook. Um, I think we'll probably pick the winners next time we record. So that, Okay. That's in, like, that's, in, that's in like a week or something. Her Etsy shop is PB and J. Oh, NJ. Yeah. NJ. Okay. Why did it take me so long <laughs> to figure that out? It took me a while, too. That took me, right. I'm oh, sorry, Jen. That took it. me way too long. Another piece of constructive criticism. Me, me not being J. able to read anything. Okay, so we got a lot of questions. Yes, let's get... Should we dive right in? Let's do it. The first question that came in almost immediately was from Diana, wanting to know what Lenny's favorite treat is. Uh, I'd probably have to say probably his own shit. <laughs> probably his favorite treat. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. My dogs, too, they love eating shit. It's disgusting. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with him. Truly, though, get your dog's bully sticks. They love those. Yeah, he loves that. Which are freeze-dried bull penis- penises. He, I mean, my dog loves to lick dogs' penises, and he loves to eat bull, bull penises. Uh, he also loves those greeny things oh, that yeah, are super those expensive. Are good. Pro tip... Um, if you have a fleet farm near you, the bully sticks there are really cheap. You can also get oh. really big ones and then use a handsaw to saw them into little pieces. <laughs> just, you, get, you get way more for your money doing it that way. Just sitting around sawing some bull peanuts. <laughs> you know, um, Travis actually has like a table saw and I'll bring him over to him and he'll, nice. and he'll saw the big ones. Because when they're little, they go, especially my dogs they're, are heavy chewers. And they're really, they can be really expensive. Yeah. If you get them at just like the pet store. But they're better for your dogs than rawhides because rawhides have a ton of sodium. Huh. My dogs will always throw up rawhides if I give them to them. Bull penis is all natural. They're 
I don't want. I wouldn't say they're good for your dog, but as a treat, they're a good way to go. Also, Lenny Briscoe, we he's a little pukey. He just pukes. I like, have a pukey dog too. A tiny bit ago. Yeah. Um, and like once we like w- we're going on a picnic with my family, so we stopped at this like really fancy all natural dog store, and we like picked out this like treat that was like a cookie that someone had made and he immediately barfed it up <laughs> so we can't give him just like any novelty item yeah. I, I just, his stomach can't handle it i don't know but he's a rescue um do you want to tell him a little bit of history about lenny briscoe sure so he's a rescue we got him last spring he was in an animal hoarding situation and he was like two years old he was with his mom and siblings um he lived in like a cage his he whole lived life. in like a cage his whole life i don't think he was fed super regularly so he also is constantly trying to steal food yeah constantly <laughs> he succeeds um, at it amazingly yeah. he's pretty small and he can get up onto like some pretty he high is very high places to get food he's a, i sometimes describe him as a little bart simpson <laughs> like he means well but then is also kind of a troublemaker yeah he's so cute though would you say he's like a maybe a karen terrier mix or something he's half wiener dog his mom was wiener dog and then yeah father is terrier of some kind and you got him from a local rescue right yes from the mars midwest animal rescue services or something there's a ton minnesota is great about animal rescues there's so many my dogs both came from southern states where the animal rescue adoption situation is not as good and a lot of animals are euthanized in high kill shelters and there's programs that will go down there, take adoptable dogs out of those shelters that might be euthanized, and bring them up, to, up here to Minnesota, and they'll get adopted so fast. Oh, that's real. Oh, that kind of makes sense because one of Lenny's tags, he has like a rabies tag that's from Oklahoma. Mm. We were like, okay, like where did this? Yeah, it could have been one of those so, situations. We don't really know what his whole life story is, but. The Animal Humane Society, which I highly recommend going through to get dogs, that's where both my dogs came from, also has a program that goes to California and specifically rescues uh, chihuahuas. Aww. There's apparently there's so many. a huge homeless yeah. chihuahua problem in California. Aww. That's why if you look at the Humane Society, the Animal Humane Society, which is just a Minnesota organization and has no affiliation with the uh, Humane Society of the U.S., um, okay. there's a ton of chihuahuas on their website all the time because they have that organization that works with them that brings chihuahuas here to get adopted. Okay. Fun fact. Aww. If you want a chihuahua, go through the Humane they are Society. Cute. They're so cute. I have actually have a friend who got a chihuahua through that program. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, that's all about Lenny. <laughs> Someone wanted... <laughs> the I think most it, important question immediately. <gasps> what about Lenny? I think Leslie wanted... I think it was Leslie wanted us to post a photo of Lenny. So you need to okay. s- send me your favorite photo of Lenny. I'll put it on Instagram. Done. Shawnee wants to know, what do you guys do for a living? Is it what you want to do? And if not, what's your dream job? You want to go first? That's a big question. I mean, can we just do this? Is this a dream job? <laughs> to podcast for a living? I'd love to make money, like, enough to live off this. I don't I think it's ever going to happen. I can't imagine, but we'll put that <laughs> as our dream job. Yeah, I don't. I probably should know, like, where I'm going. I don't. I'll be straight with y'all. <laughs> Who knows? I'm a freelancer. I write. I guess I'm an artist. No, you are. Yeah. Your right. Liz is too humble. And then I'm also a part-time nanny for a very hilarious five-year-old. Oh, yes. Totally. Um, so I'm also a writer, but I'm a technical writer, which means that I write the most boring stuff a lot. Like, if it's boring, <laughs> I can write the shit out of it. That's uh, an important skill. That's hard. Yeah. So I write primarily standard operating procedures. Technical writers exist in all kinds of industries and they do different writing but i do mostly sops safety analyses i get to do a lot of training 
which I find more interesting than writing, um, designing training, training people. I work for a government agency. Is it what I want to do? I would say yes. Um, I went to school for it. Um, I The government agency I work for is also an environmental agency, so I believe in our mission very strongly. Um, but if I could pick anything... Uh, besides maybe making money off this podcast, I'd love to own a garden center and just get paid oh, yeah. to garden all that day. That would be lovely. I would love that. Um, so yeah, that's what we do. We're both writers. I couldn't do anything in STEM. I knew that right away because I can't yeah. do, I couldn't do math literally to save my life. No. Mm-mm. A lot of people want to know about the origins of this podcast. So Beckett is the one that I wrote down first, um, asks, uh, how did you guys get into podcasting? Um, someone else wants to, I think Nora wants to know, how did you come up with the idea for an Unsolved Mysteries podcast? Um, people want to know how we met, basically how this all got started. Yeah. So here's the thing, guys. Podcasting, not hard. Not super hard. No, it's really not. This is remarkable in the way that usually I will have some sort of fleeting idea and then I'll go like, <laughs> oh, but I won't be able to do it 100% perfectly. So why even why bother? Why even bother? Which is my general attitude. But because Samantha's here, it kind of, like, makes me do it. Oh, totally. Same. So I, d- I don't think I would be doing it on my own. How this started is that we met, what, maybe two years ago? Not even. Our love of podcasts did bring us That's together. That's true. We were in a My Favorite Murder, like, local fan group, um, which, if you like that podcast, I highly recommend you look for a local group. Yeah, it's a great way to meet other cool people. Like-minded people. So um, that's how we met, and we had organized events together through that Mm -hmm. which is how i knew that samantha was organized and easy to work with so when we came up with the idea for this podcast i was like yes that is a good idea because we can actually like do shit together exactly um and i think the time that we actually came up with the idea we had organized a yoga fundraiser for the philando castile scholarship fund Mm -hmm. and it was at we went out after that and I was kind of lamenting, like, I wish I had come up with the idea for that These Are Our Stories Law & Order podcast. Oh, yeah. Totally. Because Liz loves Law & Order. I love Law & Order, too, not as much as Liz, but... And then we also had been talking about Unsolved Mysteries a lot. Right. I think someone else was like, you should do Unsolved Mysteries. And then we kind of looked at each other and we're like, we could. We could. We were just kind of joking about it at first, and then somehow it became a real thing that we, we seriously actually did. watched, like, two YouTube videos about how to podcast, and then <laughs> we're like, kidding, two. this isn't that hard. That's I thought it would be really technical, but it's not that bad. And so we, at some point, we're like, are we really going to do this? We also thought that we were the first people we with did, this idea. Because we Turns were, out there was, like, four other Unsolved Mysteries <laughs> podcasts, we're, including Mike and Josh, who do a much better job. Yeah, we're the, bad with, at searching for things, apparently, yeah. but... um. <laughs> At some point, yeah, we just like, yeah, let's really do it for some reason. So then we did it. And it's kind of amazing how smoothly we transition to it. Like, I think we just work well together. I don't know that anyone, like, not everyone. I, there's people I know that I couldn't do this with. Yeah. But for some reason, our, just, our personalities mesh really well. And, you know, we didn't disagree on anything. We just kind of both fell into our own roles. Like, you handle networking with other podcasts and getting our promo swaps. And you do Twitter really well. And... I do a little bit of the editing, and you are really good with the graphics. Like, we just kind of both had, like, natural roles. It's funny that I didn't think about, like, how will our voices sound, or... Yeah, that never really occurred no, to me. No, that never occurred to me, because I didn't think anybody would listen to it. Yeah, for that's sure. true. But I also was just like, yeah, I can work with Samantha, and I don't think I'll want to kill her, or she'll want to kill me. <laughs> so And so far, so good. We're so almost done with season one. So, it seems like, why not? Which is not usually my attitude at all. Because I usually, yeah, want to make some great 
beautiful thing or nothing. Uh-huh. But instead, we just make this sloppy makeshift podcast and people seem to like it. Yeah. So my advice to you, if you have any weird notion, just try it out. Try we seriously it. recorded our first episode at the goddamn library. You could use your phone. I mean, honestly. Yeah. It's not hard to podcast. There's a little bit of trickiness trying to get like onto iTunes, but there's so many good articles that explain how to do it that yeah. I figured it out in one night and I'm not a technical person. I would have assumed that it requires a lot more tech savvy than, and it probably did at one point, but not anymore. Not anymore. I also assumed that it would cost a lot more money than it did. It didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people, because we're in a Facebook group, Podcast We Listen To, which is a really good supportive group that's answered a lot of our questions. And there's people on there that are like, my kid wants to start a podcast. And like, they start a, or they start a school project with their, with their friends and like, have a podcast. Like, it's amazing. Like, kids can do this in their, at their house with their parents. Yeah. Like, I think that's one of the cool things about it. It's is super fun. Anyone can do it, really. Yeah. There was a few barriers. Like, we did buy some mics and stuff. Yeah. But... We could have just kept kept recording at the library also. Yeah, it was free. So, so, yeah. So that's how it got started, and I'm glad it did, and it's kind of weird that it did, but... It's kind of weird that we've come this far. <laughs> I, I never expected it. Um, Kelly has a specific question about Unsolved Mysteries. Kelly wants to know what percentage of the cases aired on TV eventually got solved. And I went to the unsolved.com to oh. find the answer. They say that out of more than 100 cases profiled in 260 episodes, over half the cases featuring wanted fugitives have been solved. Yeah. Most as a result of viewer tips. More than 100 families have been reunited with lost loved ones. And several cases involving missing heirs, murder, fraud, and amnesia have also been solved. Doesn't say how many. In seven cases, individuals wrongly convicted of crimes have been released following Unsolved Mysteries broadcasts. That's super important. Yeah. Crazy. I didn't know about that. So a hundred cases featuring wanted fugitives have been solved. That's really good. Yeah, that's almost half. Good job, Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, really impressive. Yeah. And it is one of these things we've talked about before. Like, I wish there was something like this still on. Yeah. That, like, was on, like, that everybody watched, you know? Let's get some cases solved. I know. Kari or Carrie, I'm sorry, I'm not sure how to pronounce your name specifically, wants to know, when will you stop living and loving in the fast lane? Dear God, when? (laughs) Never. I said, I don't need to worry about when I'll stop because I never started. (laughs) Oh, I'm never going to (laughs) stop. It's going to be the death of me. We got a lot of tongue-in-cheek, like, funny (laughs) funny questions, which I appreciated all of them. Oh, here's here's Leslie wanting the photo of Lenny Briscoe. Um, Leslie also wants to know, what are your favorite unsolved mysteries? And is it strange putting yourself out there on a podcast every week? For favorite unsolved mysteries, I mean, we give a lot of talk to the Kurt McFall case and the Magic Rock. I love those segments. As far as mysteries go, true crime is obviously where my heart is. I really got interested in that. Thomas Hotard and Audrey Moat case that yeah. we did recently. There was uh, the Southern Mysteries just did that one too, yes, right? Yes, yes. So if you want to hear more about that, go listen to their podcast. That's their episode six, I believe. Okay. Um, and they actually interview one of the investigating officers from oh, that case, cool. so they do a much better job on it than we do. I recommend checking that out. It's such a cool mystery to me. Yeah. I liked the Matthew Chase ATM That's mystery a favorite. too. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people really enjoy the paranormal segments and unsolved mysteries i don't mind them um one thing that i do find fascinating is anything with mysterious sounds oh like i listened the last podcast on the left has a whole episode it's pretty far back in their archives but they do a whole episode on mysterious sounds like the bloop in the ocean and like 
mysterious sounds that haven't you know been solved and i find i don't know something about that is fascinating to me but as far as like the aliens and the ghost stuff i'm not as into i mean i like it as like a spice yeah i like to mix it up it adds some flavor to unsolved mysteries and as much as i love forensic files and we've done some forensic files episodes and that's been fun i can't imagine doing a whole forensic files podcast they're just too depressing they're so sad and just the amount of brutality and depressingness so it's nice to have like maybe these old people saw a ghost <laughs> and you go oh maybe they did like i find it like cute and spooky i wouldn't yeah. say that i'm gonna like go down an internet rabbit hole trying to figure out what happened to roswell but yeah. i i do sort of like it as some some flavor yeah totally how do you feel about putting yourself out there on the podcast samantha you know it's weird because I think I expected to get more feedback like Joffrey's email. Yeah. And I didn't. And every, and we didn't. And everyone's been so supportive that I was self-conscious about my voice at first. And in some ways, I still am. But it's gotten so much easier because people have been so fun and given us such positive feedback. And I feel like this is probably not true for everyone who does a podcast. So I feel really fortunate that we've had such good listeners that putting myself out there... I mean, I don't share a lot of personal information about myself, but I mean, it is... You are putting your voice out there and you are opening yourself up to criticism. And that was scary at first. And it's become a lot easier and less scary because yeah. of our really awesome listeners. Yeah, I agree completely. I feel like I've always hated my voice. And this podcast has helped with that a lot. Yeah, it has. Because clearly it's really not a problem. No, I don't know why I was hating on it for so long. Yeah, and I think that's... Yeah, I mean, I think we're always more critical of our own voice. And when people hear it, they're like, that's just how you sound. Like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's no big deal. And honestly, as vain as it sounds, like, after we record this, I don't always really remember what we talk about. <laughs> so when Samantha sends me the edited podcast, I'm always, like, excited to listen to it. And that's been another enjoyable experience yeah. because I'm like, oh, yeah, we did. Like, I, there is something... We're both introverted people. So I think to talk for this much involves this, like... We, like, pull up all of our energy. Yeah. And then afterwards, we kind of crash. But then I'm like, what did we say? (laughs) I don't always really remember. Yeah. So it's always is kind of fun to listen to it. And I think at first, I I don't know that I could have made a podcast, like, a couple years ago. But I feel like I'm more at an age now where I'm like, I really don't care. What people think. Yeah. If you hate it, you hate it. Like, whatever. Yeah. And... I'm not going to define myself by what other people think of me. Yeah. And... I'm sure there's people, things people could say that would be cruel and hurtful, but on another level, it's just like, that's your problem. That's not my problem. And I think it is easier that we're in a podcast. Like, if I was in front of a camera, you know, putting my face out there, I I would feel very self-conscious. I I would be more self-conscious about that, but podcasting is just easier because it's just your voice. Yeah. So it's not your, it's in some ways, it's not your whole self. It's just your voice. So, um... Yeah, I mean, it's 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 an interesting question. I think that there is a little bit of vulnerability sort of involved because you are kind of opening yourself up to ridicule, and I could see why that would make you anxious, but this has actually been a really positive experience. Yeah, it has been. So, And a lot of that is credit to our amazing listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Saw X fan 49 is what I wrote down. This must be from Instagram. Um, set asks, you have said you are looking forward to the nudist frog case, parentheses, who isn't? <laughs> yeah, I am. What other segments are you excited for? I don't know, because 
I haven't watched all of it on Amazon. Yeah. We are not the experts that Mike and Josh are, guys. No. Um, I've, li- I've watched ahead. At some point, I've watched ahead, but not... Not very far. Yeah. So, we're going to be finding this out. If you don't watch on some mysteries, we're going to be finding this out along with you. Yeah. Mostly, I'm looking forward to this nudist case. <laughs> so good I, can't, I think that's in season two also crop circles yes i'm looking forward to the crop circle case which i think is in maybe season three i'm not really sure um i wrote down that i'm looking forward to the one that has matthew mcconaughey in it yes i, I think, think that's in Am- the amazon yeah one. it is but it's like far away it's pretty far away there is one it's either in season two or three where there's a lake monster and all the video evidence is clearly of beavers <laughs> i'm looking forward to talking about that that'll one. be good there's also one so i googled favorite uns- or best unsolved mystery segments just to see uh-huh. like what could be out there and my what i earlier t- talked about loving mysterious sounds there's a segment that i hope is on amazon about the taos hum Ooh. which is a mysterious sound in house new mexico familiar with this and it's yeah it says it's one of the most like it's the most popular one of the most popular unsolved mystery segments so i'm looking forward to that hmm, interesting um seriously i'm kitten must also be from instagram <laughs> if you could solve any mystery actually some multiple people sent this to me so i just wrote down seriously i'm kittens question but basically they want to know if you could solve any mystery and unsolved mysteries what would you choose oh boy i said the boys on the tracks oh that's a good one i'd like to know yeah. what happened to them and they deserve justice in that case too yeah that's a good one i would go along with that that sure. would be the one case i would solve um so far it might change as we watch more seasons i kind of would like the matthew K- chase case yeah solved, that's another one but it's also i think it's just a random act of violence yeah it's a little less there's fewer layers of mystery right than that's the boys on the tracks because the boys on the tracks have the whole cover-up aspect obviously if i could solve any mystery in the world it would be john bunny ramsey we know that but i don't think there's an unsolved mystery i about want it. hillary clinton to finally be brought to justice <laughs> for killing the boys on the tracks that's what i want lock her up oh my god <laughs> so mike wants to know what is the burned into your brain scariest segment so far that we've watched it's definitely the woman killed in her basement and left between the washer and oh dryer i forgot about that one that was selling the kittens i can't remember her what name, i wrote down is that i feel like what a lot of people talk about when they talk about unsolved mysteries being scary was the paranormal segments and that's not what i find the scariest no. what i find the scariest is any woman running away into the woods as her attacker is chasing her that orange sock mystery that we talked yep. about with mike and josh i wrote that one down very scary. it's not on amazon but there's an orange sock mystery where someone is kidnapped in a van is tied up and then they escape their attacker and the the reenactment is terrifying it's a woman running into the woods with a guy chasing her and as a woman i feel like i put myself in that position and it's like the stuff of horror movies and the way that it's shot is very realistic and scary and the audrey moat one too with her running away into the louisiana swamps in her slip and the man with a rifle is chasing her it's that reenactment was terrifying distressing so that's much more distressing than the idea that there's a ghost in this house what's that ghost gonna do as a child i was terrified by alien abduction yeah. stories like i remember watching i think it was like a, either a discovery or a history channel s- show special about alien abductions and i was terrified literally i would stay up at night terrified that a, a spaceship was gonna shine a light into my window i was super scared about that as a child but as an adult those things don't scare me right chances are we're, we're gonna be murdered by someone we know yeah so. i mean that's the fact something to keep in mind <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be your loved one. Our it's husbands not gonna be some are stranger. Yeah, our yeah. husbands are far more likely, which I remind Travis all the time. Oh, He's sure. far more likely to kill me than anyone else. Yeah. Sean wants to know. Oh, 
So this is my friend Sean from from college. Because your podcast, as well as Stag's former job, require mysteries to be solved, do you see detectives, truth seekers, and police as those who contribute to outsourcing jobs? Yes. Which I found Listen, Sean is a hilarious person. I really miss him. I haven't seen him since college. I, I, he, I thought about him right after, and I didn't remember to talk about it on the show. We talked about your Tinder philosophy, where you, oh, asked, yeah. you asked someone what was the last book you read, and if it was something from high school, don't fuck them. Sean's favorite book in the world is The Great Gatsby. And he is passionate about this book in a way that I can't even imagine being passionate about a That's book. That's different, though. If they're actually like, if they don't go, oh, I don't know, I guess, Catcher in the Rye, if they were like... <laughs> The Great Gatsby, and let me tell you why. Why, it's the best book that was ever written. Because I also really love The Great Gatsby. So I, I, would, I mean, I do too. I, I mean, I'm not passionate that. to that level, but yeah, Sean loves The Great Gatsby. So, you know, may, I don't know, maybe ask a follow-up question and make sure they really care about the book and they're not just making something up. Exactly. That was our last question. Okay. So thank you all Thanks for, for writing those in. in. If you I, enjoyed this episode, let, let us know and we could do this. Again, it was easy to record. We don't have to do a lot of prep. So we could, if you have questions that weren't answered, feel free to send them to us. We can answer them in a future special like this. Yeah. Um, if we mess up again, we might do another one. <laughs> We're sorry that episode 23 is delayed, but you will get it. And Yeah, you'll yeah. get it, I think, next week after this airs, right? I, I probably should feel worse about it, but we've actually been really good about... Doing an episode a week. I feel so. more bad that Mike and Josh have to no, do I it again. No, I feel bad for them, but... <laughs> You guys, look, you just have to deal with it. Yeah. You can send us our angry, your angry Joffrey-esque cackling has to stop emails and we'll laugh at them, I guess. Yeah. If you don't support us on Patreon and you're interested in extra content, we just this week released a Patreon-only episode about the the 1990s Fox special Alien Autopsy. Fact or fiction. Find out if we think it's fact or fiction. Guess, guess what it is. Spoiler alert. No, we don't know. You have to listen. (laughs) You have to contribute. Oh, no, I just cackled. You have to contribute any amount to get some bonus content. Patreon supporters at any any level get access to one bonus episode a month. we know you want your money, and it's hard to part with. So if you're willing to chuck anything our way, we're happy to share us talking about alien autopsy (laughs) with you. We had a lot of fun recording that episode. We just just did it before we did this. It was great. It's, I think it's, it's worth your dollar. If you want to remember the 90s and what they were like. Oh my God. Alien autopsy on Netflix, you guys. If you want to send us some pogs, you know, get in touch. Yeah, totally. Perhaps it's you podcast (laughs) at gmail.com. And you can find us on all the social things. Perhaps it's you podcast or perhaps it's you. Perhaps it's you on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go over and enter the giveaways. You have another week. You need your stack swag. Actually, you have like four more days. Stack swag. Stack swag. Stack swag. Thank you so much to Jen at PB&J. I finally got it right. Um, Should we just like insert some sort of political opinion right at the end? Completely unnecessarily. Sure. What do you want to say? Shit. I don't know. For Ted once, Cruz is the Zodiac killer. Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer. Yes. He totally is. Also, affordable housing is a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> a disproportionate amount of African Americans are in prison. Yeah. Due to systemic racism. Yeah. And the school to prison pipeline. And we I'm should not, not have for profit prisons. Nope. So there's some opinions. Tell are us. they fa- are they fact or fiction though? Are they facts? I sort of feel like they're facts. <laughs> I sort of feel like they're not. Fact opinions. or opinion? Fact or opinion? Kind of facts. Well, sorry kind about of it. Facts. Sorry Joffrey. not sorry. Hashtag. Okay. So go enjoy your seventy podcasts, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>